All right, so let's get straight into our Labour talk then. Anton Engelbrecht is a Senior Health Risk Consultant at Alexander Forbes. Anton, a very good morning to you. Uh, Good morning, Cathy, um, and all the listeners, good morning. When we talk about long COVID or long-haul COVID, what are we referencing there? Basically, what we're referencing is that when symptomatology is once you've had COVID um, from the the SARS-CoV-2 virus um, and the symptomatology persists after the either the two weeks for mild infection or six weeks in severe cases, mm. or you develop new symptoms, you could potentially be diagnosed having long COVID. Some long COVID cases might even linger for three months uh, or more after isolation has ended. Um, and that will have an effect uh, where we come from in terms of the productivity of an employee in the workplace. So what are some of the guidelines that are being put in place to try and accommodate for those who are in the labor place and would be suffering from long from long COVID? So basically, um, the employers are uh, taking multiple approaches. And obviously, this is a, a absolutely new phenomenon in mm. the workplace. Um, we only, uh, the first COVID started in December 2019. So we're only a year more, a bit more that we're in this whole process. And so there's a lot of uncertainty around the duration, etc. But however, the employers um, are recommended to, to follow a holistic approach. And they will then also call a, a multidisciplinary approach from all the different service providers in the health and productivity in the workplace, and also including the people working remotely, because we all have a situation where employers are allowing people to work remotely or from home. So we're not just including people in the workplace. It's really expanded towards that. And basically what it involves is to include occupational health disciplines, your absenteeism and incapacity, as well as the employee assistance program. And all of them need to work together to try and accommodate people with, with extended symptomatology, assist them as far as possible so they can gradually return to productivity or to the workplace. Mm. Within the current guidelines, uh, if I'm hearing you correctly, there seems to be a great deal of uh, you know pressure that's put on the, the employer to make sure that the employee is supported as much as possible in order to continue working uh, under whatever circumstances might be best. So yes, yeah, there is a, there is obviously an onus on employer to reasonably accommodate the employee as far as possible. Mm. But obviously, it, it does call the employee also to, to cooperate in the process. You know, is that even though you are working from home, maybe or remotely, that you will be available via the online technology, the virtual technology, etc. And and as far as possible, manage your symptoms the best as possible, because obviously. Uh, You know, sometimes the symptomatology can be Mm. exaggerated or sometimes people are not even aware what's happening to them and it might be downplayed. So you need a medical expertise and health risk management approach, uh, including the treating doctor, even specialists, physiotherapists where needed in order to approach the situation the best and ensure Mm. the best outcome for the employee, um, really to go back to productivity but also to be fair to the employer in terms of the requirements of work output. 
does it need a clinical diagnosis? Um, basically, uh, the diagnosis, as established by the uh, World Health Organization, is saying is that if a person that suffers uh, for an extended period over six weeks, mm. beyond six weeks, so if symptoms linger beyond six, um, two to up to six weeks, it could potentially be long COVID. But if the symptoms go beyond six weeks, it can be considered as COVID, uh, long COVID. So that is what the World Health Organization has actually been declared. However, the, the, the symptomatology can be varying. Different parts of the body and, and the system can be affected. Also, the severity can, uh, can be, be, be varying between the different employees or um, persons, as well as the duration. So with this unique uh, new phenomena that we have in terms of long COVID, um, the, with the symptomatology that's so varying, and also it affects the different kinds of jobs that a person might be doing. Mm. This is an example, if you compare mine workers and their requirements in their jobs or an administration job in the financial services, um, you will have different kind of job requirements and the symptomatology will have a different impact. Mm. on the different um, uh, types of jobs. Mm. Let's let's talk about then the issue of leave days because often, you know, sometimes the leave days that some employees have within a given cycle would not be enough to accommodate six weeks effectively of um, not being fully present at work. What are the adjustments that need to be made there? Correct. That is, that is a very valid question because every company needs to have a policy around um, sick leave firstly and then extended a sick leave mm. and companies during the COVID period also allowed to include some special sick leave specifically to accommodate people that went into isolation as well as um, a quarantine so those are the kind of policies that companies need to follow there is no guideline yet in terms of, a, of this new phenomena what will be allowed however um, companies need to have a consistent approach uh, they need to have form- formulate a caring and a supportive approach to allow the person to improve and also help with a return to work strategy as far as possible. So each case will be considered on their merits, mm. uh, but at the same time, um, the, the person needs to be uh, assisted as part of the process and not just uh, allowed a certain period off and then re- request them to return to work without a gradual return to work strategy. So on top of COVID-19, of course, there's still many other illnesses, unfortunately, that people are suffering from. So once one has exhausted their leave days, their sick leave days, at least, you know, if they've suffered from long COVID, are they entitled to any more sick leave days, uh, you know, once that is done? Um, I, I think the the entitlement uh, question will always be a point for discussion. Um, I think it's more about what what the employer can accommodate, and it, it goes back into reasonable accommodation mm. of them to, to allow the person enough time off to recuperate. Some people might need less. Some people might need more. And you need to also tie in um, the, your whole extended sickness policy with your, your disability policy. Because if a person for a long extended period of time can't return to productive productivity in his own occupation, one can go the disability route for disability insurance application 
and, and that that needs to be linked in with your extended sick leave without leaving a gap mm. of a person not uh, without income, um, you know, after the, 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 the company's policy that was allowed. Mm. And also the point that is important, I think you, you mentioned in, in your question, is that you need to be consistent. You can't make the one condition superior or more unique than the other because and a person with diabetes can have a similar problem, a person with a heart condition. So you, in your sick, extended sick leave policy, you need to be consistent to all chronic disease management conditions. Can employees expect full pay during this period? Um, again, uh, I don't think there's an entitlement. It's, it will vary from company to company mm. in terms of their policy, and, and each each company will make their own policy de- decision around it. So um, uh, it, there's no blanket answer to that, unfortunately. We're in conversation with Anton um, Engelbrecht. He's a senior health risk consultant at Alexander Forbes. We're talking about this condition of long COVID, that long after somebody has recovered perhaps from COVID-19, some of the symptoms still stay with them and they're unable to be as productive as they were previously. What are uh, the policies that have been put in place uh, to accommodate such people? But also, what is it that we as employees and even employers need to know about the situation. So we'll continue our conversation with Anton after this. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. You're live on The Talking Point. Thanks for joining us. If you've got specific questions uh, for Anton on this conversation that we're having, the number to use this morning is 011-714-2006. The SMS line is 41391. And on WhatsApp, it's 614 You can get in touch with us in particular to understand uh, some of the some of the policies around long COVID and perhaps you've had an experience with long COVID that you have specific questions around. Anton Engelbrecht is a senior health research consultant at Alexander Forbes. Anton, I've got some questions that have come in for you already. Good morning, Kathy. Once more, Ezekiel here. I just want to check with regard to COVID-19 uh when an employee has tested positive why do we have to rely on the employer to submit reports to the labor department why do we have to reply to to rely on the mercy of the employer because we cannot make any inquiries on our own behalf one other thing that i would like to know is when a family member tested positive and an employee has to report indeed to the employer so how long should the employee stay in quarantine thank you all right thanks for that whatsapp voice note anton do you have any answers there um, maybe just quickly, thank you very much for the question. Mm. I think the first thing in terms of the, the duty as the employer to report um, whether it's work-related um, medical situation, uh, need to report to the um, the, the case. And that, that's why. So there's no, there's no reason why an employee can't inquire, but the employer first has to report the, 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 uh, the condition as part of work-related um, 
medical problem. So, yes, there is, there is a route that can be followed, but normally it's done via the employer. It's not only selling on the employer. The employee can also play a part. The, the second part, I think, is just in terms of the period is um, after quarantine, is about, and, and it has been previously longer, but it's currently around 10 days uh, for the person to, um, to stay uh, in, in quarantine until that they know it's, it's um, more feasible to return to it. Some employers apply seven or eight days or 10 days in safe conditions. All right. Thanks for that, Anton. A question coming through from uh, Debazo. Kathy, please ask your guest whether a South African employee normally required to work in foreign countries can refuse to do so during the pandemic without being perceived or without that being perceived as insubordination. Um, if I can answer the question, and, and I'm not a labor expert, and obviously the company will have to leak uh, the both employee and the company needs to seek labor advice around the apply for uh, for mm-hmm. either refusing to work or not. So this is not a uh, um, question from a medical point of view. It's more a, an employer policy point of view. Um, and also uh, you need labor input in terms of that. So I think it would be appropriate to to go and ask for labor advice, labor um, advice around that decision. Mm. Uh, because there's a number of factors that need to take into account whether you can refuse or not. Okay. All right. Thanks for that, Anton. So effectively, when it, then it comes to the situation of long COVID, what do employees need to know about it and what approach should they have when interacting with their employers on this matter? I think, um, um, Kat, the first thing is obviously they need to report it so that the employer from a business continuity plan need to report that also to the department. Um, I think then secondly is the employee need to kind of be um, available via obviously the, the safest lines is, um, you know, your online uh, virtual uh, or telephonic lines. So there's a duty to be available and to report back and follow reasonable medical advice, to seek medical advice as soon as possible, treating of the symptomatology. We understand that currently there's no cure for, 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 the, for the virus. But obviously, with vaccination, things will change in the future. Um, but that is a, that's a debate that is currently being rolled out, and all the all the different routes are being investigated. Mm-hmm. So that's just a, that from an employee point of view, you need to try your best to um, follow reasonable medical advice um, that you uh, would, as soon as possible, that you're able to start working gradually, improve your ability to work. Um, also, they give consent where the employer need to seek advice from your treating doctors. Obviously, the consent uh, will be reasonable expectation and not just a, a blanket consent. So that's also that the employee will have to provide consent uh, when, when the employer needs to seek um, um, information from the treating doctors or the hospitals or the other specialists involved. All right. Anton, I've got more questions for you. Hi, Kefi. If I may assist, in case where an employee has exhausted his sick leave or any other special leave with regard to illness, uh, they can apply for unpaid leave from the Department of Labor. The Department of Labor, uh, as an insurer, 
has to step in and pay for the unpaid leave. Anton? Yeah, can you just do that? Yes, once, and and this this forms part of the normal policies that Mm. employers will will have available, uh, that they have a specific way of dealing with with your normal sick leave, and that we talk about your first, uh, that's that's defined in the basic conditions of employment, Uh, but once that is being exceeded in terms of the condition, uh, for instance, the um, the government has got a certain program in place where you are allowed to take extended sick leave based on obviously the validity of your medical information that's provided. Um, other employers also have policies in place where they allow for extended uh, extension of that sick leave uh, period, um, and and in that way you 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 can you can manage the person with a care and accommodative approach. But then um, after a period of time. The employer will have a decision to say, would I apply for my disability insurance? Um, and in that way, the person will, will, will then formulate an application to via the employer with a disability insurer mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the continuation of an income. Um, in terms of uh, disability insurance. All right, okay. Let's leave it there then for today. Anton Engelbrecht, he's a senior health risk consultant at Alexander Forbes. It's 11.30. Utzile Sako has your news headlines.